6: All right, here we go. It is now a Friday, December the 20th, 2019. And TikTok, tock tock the days are winding down. Uh, winding down not only for the year, but for the decade. And can't believe it here. We are just uh, T-minus 11 days, a uh, couple of days away from uh, some fat guy coming down a chimney, stealing my cookies. Yeah, it's an exciting time of year, especially in the NFL, college football. NBA, college hoops, NHL, and oh yeah, even baseball getting in a lot of the headlines here as the year winds down. Uh, So much going on in the world of sports, so many opportunities to be able to profit in these final 11 days of the year. So let's make sure you put some money in your pocket, pay for those gifts here this holiday season. It is The Grid, sportsgrid.com. Welcome in. I'm Joe Ranieri. The Morning Line. As we look to get you caught up with everything that happened overnight in the world of sports and take a look ahead. Bowl season, in fact, uh, begins here today. And uh, I believe the Bahamas, uh, which is going to be experiencing uh, a little bit of uh, some rough weather here, I guess, uh, certainly in my part of the country here down in South Florida, there's going to be uh, some uh, bit of issue here with rain and and what else is now uh, wind. So we're good. But uh, that might make it a little difficult to throw the ball a little bit later today. But we got you covered. We'll give you the latest lines, tell you exactly the best strategy to approach as we enter 40 games. Bowl season. Nothing like it. But I can tell you this. Last night, all eyes were on the NBA. It was a short card, just four games on the slate last night. But in those four games, two of them featured the four best teams, uh, four of the best teams anyway, in the NBA, including three from the Western Conference. Uh, We'll start, of course, in Milwaukee, where you had the Greek freak taking on LeBron. And there was some question marks all day long as to whether or not Anthony Davis was going to have enough time to comb his unibrow and be able to play. Uh, but as it turns out, yes, he did play, Anthony Davis, nursing sort of a uh, sort of an ankle injury. He missed the game prior this week, just a couple days ago in Indiana, a game in which the Lakers had lost uh, after winning 14 games in a row. They lost that game a couple of nights ago against the Pacers. So would they? And they did it without. Uh, A.D. who was uh, resting that ankle, sort of a look ahead spot. A lot of us looked at that game and thought probably they've got this game circled here. A good litmus test, if you will, as we approach the Christmas, the Christmas break here in the NBA. We all like to we kind of break we break the NBA into really two seasons. The first season is what do you do from the start of the season to Christmas? And then what do you do after Christmas? Five games on Christmas uh, next week. In fact, we'll all be able to kick back, enjoy, and watch. And, of course, profit a little bit from. But it's a good litmus test here for the Lakers and for the Milwaukee Bucks last night. And when it was all said and done. Yeah, the uh, the the test was passed. Certainly for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, as for the Lakers. Ouch. Uh, they, uh, they. Not as good as they had hoped or had wished for. That is for sure. But Anthony Davis went in. This line opened up at around four and a half points for the Milwaukee Bucks. Lakers were getting hammered with bets there yesterday. Uh, the minute that AD did announce that, in fact, he was going to be in a starting lineup, this line uh, only moved about a, a point. It was three and a half It did get shooting back. It did get up back to four there. So it was between three and a half, four for most of the night, right up until tip-off. But it really wouldn't have made a difference because when you have when you've got Giannis sitting there dropping 32 foot three point shots, you're not defending it. Like you're just you're not winning the game. And the depth of the Milwaukee Bucks, no Eric Bledsoe last night for him. And it really didn't matter because they have guys like George Hill who can come off the bench and drop 25 points for you. It was a beatdown of epic proportions last night in Milwaukee. Now, the Lakers did make a run. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. They did go on a 20-4 to 4 run to end the third quarter last night to put themselves uh, within nine points. That's how what kind of beatdown it was early on. But ultimately, it was just too much. When Giannis is making five threes, all from about 30 feet or longer, it's going to be a rough night for you. Now, that, of course, was his biggest weakness, we were told, his long-range shooting, that three-point shot. Could he just, you know, post up and go? And we know he's got everything else going for him except for free throws. But, man, when he starts drilling shots and hitting nothing but net here, guys, uh, the stroke last night, he was just absolutely unbelievable. He dropped 34 points, 11 boards, 7 assists and it wasn't like Anthony Davis and LeBron were nowhere to be found. LeBron had a triple-double last night. Uh ADE also very impressive last night. 36 points, 10 boards, 5 assists. And it wasn't enough. It wasn't even close to being enough. And again, I think as a litmus test here as we head into the Christmas cutoff for the first half of the season, the things that worried betters and others alike about the Lakers reared its ugly head again last night depth bench points bench play uh when you have that kind of production from a LeBron James and Anthony Davis and you still lose this game easily you lose this game um that's that's a bit of concern because listen the Bucks are in the east but the Bucs my word folks uh 123 to uh it was just um uh 111 rather to 101 stayed under the number by the way also guys which was those of you that uh had backed the under last night it got bet all the way up to 226 points once anthony davis was announced that he was playing uh a lot of people thought and this is um, also something else to keep in mind here moving forward with these two teams yes they have prolific uh um uh They've got guys that like LeBron and Anthony Davis and Bledsoe when he's healthy and, and Giannis. These are guys that can drop 30 points a game at any particular time, hell, even 40. But what goes unnoticed about these two teams, guys, they're number one and number two in defense efficiency in the NBA. Yeah, it's hard to score against both of these teams. So that number didn't even come close last night. 111-104, the Bucks win. And the troll job of the year. We'll let you see it. The Milwaukee Bucks. Don't mess with them. Coming up next on The Morning Line. DailyRoto.com.
0: Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day.
6: Welcome back in here on a Friday, the Friday edition of the Morning Line here on the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. Thank you very much for stopping by, hanging out with us as we get you prepared for what is going to be an epic weekend here. Also, uh, T-minus, let's face it, here, guys, 11 days left in the year 2019, 11 days left in uh, the decade of 2010 to 2010 and 19 right through there 10 years it's been an amazing 10 years and uh, next week we'll spend a little time uh taking a look back at uh some of the uh some of the memorable moments over the last 10 years certainly from a betting perspective some of the uh some of the worst uh bad beats and torn tickets that we have uh, seen not just this year but of course over the last 10 years and there have been plenty of them and we'll take a look ahead as to what uh, the new decade will present for us as a sports better, And the future is quite bright here for the industry, for the business, and for the betting public opportunities galore, Uh, legal opportunities galore, coming your way here in 2020. So a lot of good stuff happened this year. It's going to be an even better uh, 2020. But before we get there, we got to finish out 11 days and we need to profit and last night, in the NBA, man, it was uh, if you back the Milwaukee Bucks at home, you profited rather easily last night. Not only did Milwaukee cover in a 111-104 win, uh, the under was also very profitable last night, 226, 226 and a half. Uh, that was the total in that game. And again, keep in mind with these two teams, you got the two. The, what a lot of people will consider to be the best team in the West. They are the Lakers taking on the best team in the East, Milwaukee, by far. Uh, just uh, rattled off 18 straight wins this month here, guys. And uh, this week, in fact, they finally lost a game. And it was kind of, the uh, you know, they're coming in on a losing streak now. Were they going to be able to, uh, both of those teams, the Lakers and Milwaukee had lost their previous game. Kind of a look ahead spot for both because, you know, they both circled this on the calendar going, all right, let's see who we are. Let's see what we got. This is the best the East has to offer, taking on the best the West has to offer. And guys, it wasn't even close. But remember, these two teams, as good as LeBron is and LeBron, another triple double last night, guys. I mean, what can you say? LeBron was just uh, he was stroking it last night. Twenty one points, 12 boards, 11 assists. But. So what? You had Anthony Davis score 36 and they still only managed to score 104 points. Why? Because as good as the Greek freak is and is de- the depth that they have, this is by far the single best defensive team we have seen in the NBA. I know a lot has been made about, you know, Kawhi and uh, oh, they're really good. Patrick Beverly, they're really good. Clippers no, Clippers are good. They're not even close to what the Milwaukee Bucks are. And defense wins championships. It wasn't that the Toronto Raptors won a championship last year because they were these crazy shooters. Oh, my word. They could just outscore. No. Yeah. They won because of defense first. Then 2004 style. Exactly. Yeah. You got to win with defense. You can have some scorers. And we've seen this. And I think that goes overshadowed with Golden State. So much had been made about. Uh, so much had been made about, oh, yeah, Steph Curry and Duran, these guys can score. Yeah, they can score, but Golden State didn't win because they could score. Golden State won because they just shut you down uh, at the end of the day. Defensively, they were ferocious. Watching this game last night and watching Milwaukee, same kind of intensity. Unbelievable. And then you couple in the fact that this guy is now dropping 30-foot three-point shots and hitting nothing but the bottom of the net. If this is what the future looks like for the Greek freak guys, uh, the NBA is in trouble. The NBA is absolutely in trouble. If he's going to be able to expand his range and consistently hit 36, 35, 36 percent of these types of three point shots that he was doing, because mostly what teams have done is they've realized, all right, he's got no range, he can't shoot. So if he can't shoot, what they do is they just give him all the room that they want. They back it up. They clog the lanes. They make it impossible for him to drive to the net. Well, now what are you going to do? Because you can't leave him out there. If he starts actually adding this into his game, guys, he's he is unguardable then. Unguardable at any particular point in the game. Uh, this guy is uh, embrace it, guys. Embrace it because the Milwaukee Bucks are coming. And, yes, it was one game, but they've been doing this all damn season long. In fact, he even took the crown last night. That's right. One point in that game, uh, he uh, he did himself a solid there and simply took the crown off LeBron's head and put it on his own uh, air crown, but he did it last night, and deservedly so. Guy's an absolute beast. This team is very good, and they didn't even have their number two option, Bledsoe, available to him last night because he is hurt. So uh, Milwaukee, great defensive team. They held L.A. to what, 17 points in the first quarter? 17 points, the Lakers. Uh, And again, you got AD dropping 34. You got LeBron triple-double. Didn't make a difference. Uh, They forced 18 turnovers in that game against the Lakers. They forced 18. Uh, L.A. only shot 34% from deep. LeBron James was 8 of 19 from the floor. Anthony Davis was only 11 of 25. Now, why they did get their numbers, their points, it wasn't because they were efficient. It was because they were down so much. All they kept doing was shooting. Those two guys just kept shooting and trying to bring them back into the game. They've got no bench help, and that seems to be the biggest problem. If defense wins championships, and I think we all agree, you got to you got to play defense yeah the uh the bucks are no joke now there was another game last night of course the late name if you uh if you guys didn't get a chance to stay up and watch it uh that featured a couple of pretty good teams too that featured the clippers and the rockets at home and it was interesting the rockets came into this game the last week or so they've had to have these ridiculous flurry comebacks falling behind and uh, drop, you know, going double digits behind, having to make these ridiculous James Harden comebacks where he's got to shoot 50 points in order for them to win. And that's not going to work against a team like the Clippers who play a ton of defense and who can score points at will. And they've got plenty of depth. Biggest problem with the Houston Rockets, no bench. So that means if Harden doesn't drop 50 against the better teams, they're not going to win. So they were getting five points in this game last night. The total was bet up from 231 to 235 and a half there heading into that game last night. And for most of it, it was not pretty for uh, at least early on. It, was, uh, it wasn't it was going good through three quarters or at least at halftime. They were down one point after the first quarter. It was 28-27. The second quarter came, guys. The Clippers outscored the Rockets 41-27. So you kind of thought the route was on. Yeah, no. The problem with the Rockets, and I think this is really the first time that we saw it last night. The problem with beating the Rockets is if you exert all your energy to stop James Harden from scoring 50, they have another guy on this team. He's actually also pretty good, and we've seen that, Russell Westbrook. Uh, Westbrook drops 40 last night, grabs 10 boards. And he single-handedly put the team on his back and brought them back in the third where they outscored the Clippers 36-18. to 18. They, um, they clamped down on defense. They went through a little bit of a uh, shooting slump there in the third, and they just could not recover. And they could not stop Russell Westbrook. 40 points last night. And it's great because when you're going to stop James Harden and you're going to exert all your energy – you cannot sleep on russell westbrook cuz he did exactly what russell westbrook has done he can take over games it's exactly what they needed him to do the houston rockets and they got it done they take down the clippers 122 to 117 last night uh and they were plus 175 on the money line big underdog victory on the road for the houston rockets last night proving that don't forget about us 19 and 9 on the season they now lead the series, the season series, two games to one, over the Clippers. Chinks in the armor there, especially guys losing their cool last night. We'll have more on this game, plus take a look ahead at the bowl games today. Latest lines next on The Morning Line at SportsGrid.com. I'm not yelling at you. I'm just saying, listen, if you're on YouTube, right, all you got to do is go in the upper right-hand corner and click that little uh, that little bell, and that'll go ahead and notify you every time we go live with one of these shows here. You can also find us on the Sports Grid Network. That's the page. Just simply search out Sports Grid Network, subscribe to the channel, get all the fantasy and sports wagering advice you need all the time in one place, Sports Grid Network. And don't forget Instagram, at Sports Grid TV. Make sure you mosey on there. Check us out. Follow us there. And might be time for you to get in the game, especially tonight, heading into this weekend. Plenty of action. And you can do so by heading over to DraftKings. Get yourself a DraftKings Sportsbook account. If you are listening or watching the show right now, a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks can be yours. Now, here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Make a deposit. And then go ahead, place your first bet. DraftKings, they'll match it with a 50% bonus of up to $500. Now, the offer eligible for all users and new users. You guys will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. You just got to head over to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com forward slash DK. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Make sure you check out the website. For details, so I uh, just wanted to uh, send a shout out. Anytime we get a uh, a great troll job on uh, social media, we like to point it out. And uh, whoever is running the Milwaukee Bucks social media account, congratulations! Uh, you guys definitely troll of the week, maybe even the troll job of the year. Yesterday, last night, rather after your team uh, whooped up on uh, LeBron and company there. Uh, now this was. A. This was a post from the Lakers account earlier this year when uh, they had posted uh, consider this a warning at NBA uh, when they took down the uh, the G League team known as the Golden State Warriors. So this was the original. And then they um, well, they kind of retweeted and put their own spin on it and they wanted to know, was this just for postseason um, asking for a uh, preseason rather uh, asking for a friend? Fantastic job. Uh that of course that 123-101 win was all the way back on October 5th, guys, during preseason. That's correct. So, uh very nice job Milwaukee. I'm sure whoever is running the Milwaukee Bucks social media account, they had that they just kind of cataloged that uh that Lakers post and said, "Yep, let's uh let's circle the calendar." Uh, let's. Uh, this is just too good, man. That's a little bit of planning. Now, that's how you do it. If you're going to be a troll, you know, you better bring it. And certainly the Milwaukee Bucks, congratulations to the social media department there. Really doing your homework there. Was this just for preseason? Asking for a friend. Wow. Good stuff there by the Bucks. Also good stuff by the Houston Rockets last night. Taking them down. Taking down the Clippers. Uh, nobody wants to talk about. The Houston Rockets, it's always the L.A. teams. Oh, Kawhi, oh, LeBron. Wow. Well, listen, they're good, but let me tell you something. Rockets are 19-9, and nine, and if you are going to exert all your energy trying to stop James Harden, who didn't score 40 last night, guys, he only scored in the 20s, I believe, is, uh, is how many points he had, uh, although he did have uh, nine points in the final uh, couple of minutes there. Harden scored 28 points. He had nine of those in the final six minutes of the game but it was the Westbrook show when you are going to limit James Harden to under 30 points a game. And you think that's a recipe for success. It's only part of the recipe because we forgot. Yeah. um, Westbrook is capable of doing all sorts of things. And by the way, it's the most points Westbrook has scored in 45 NBA games at the Staples center. And it's his 12th game with 30 or more. It was the forty-fourth forty-point game of his eleventh year of his eleven-year career. That uh, ties him with Karl Malone, twenty-second all-time. Now, it's a three out of four games have gone. uh, Two out of three games, rather, have gone to the Houston Rockets. Now they seem to own them. They have won three games. I'm sorry, they've won two or three against the Clippers this year. But they're seven and six when trailing by double digits, and that's the biggest fault of the. Houston Rockets right now, guys, when they fall behind, it's tough for them. It's either the James Harden show or it's got to be the Russell where they don't have any depth. They don't have any bench. And that's clear by seeing that when they get double digits, when they fall behind, they're only seven and six on the season. This was a great win for them on the road. But this is happening way too often. Way, way too often. And that usually is a big sign of no bench because when you take Westbrook and Harden out of the game, that's usually when things start to go south. By the time they get back in the game, you know, it's it's bombs away. That's the only way they can come back. So uh, it's worth noting moving forward, that seems to be a pattern now with this uh, Houston Rockets team. But congratulations. Paul George had 34. Uh, Kawhi Leonard added 25, but it wasn't enough. Uh, they kind of collapsed there at the end. Patrick Beverly got thrown out of the, uh, third of the game. What about the, or he fouled out of the game with about two minutes left to go in the, uh, in the game. He was tossed out with, uh, with, uh, over five fouls. And then of course, Russell Westbrook was nice enough to send him off and, uh, and wave at him. And you guys might remember there was a bit of a Oklahoma city, uh, Clippers rivalry going on last year, Beverly and Westbrook kind of going at it. Well, they teed up Westbrook for waving at him uh, as he was walking off the court, but ultimately Westbrook got the last laugh as, uh, as yes, uh, Beverly and others kind of uh, lost their composure a little bit last night at home, and the Clippers blew a 15-point lead at halftime, guys, so they are not invincible. Neither are the Lakers. There's only one team that looks invincible this year in the NBA, and it ain't in the West. It's the Milwaukee Bucks guys they are uh they are a load and uh, it's going to be fun watching the second half of the season and see what happens uh from there but we got another big uh, night in the uh, another big weekend uh, coming up here uh in the NBA so that's going to be fun also congratulations the San Antonio Spurs have finally figured out how to win a game 118-105 over the Brooklyn Nets last night and don't look now the Atlanta Hawks lost Again, 111-106 to the uh, Utah Jazz on the road. The Utah Jazz were laying six and a half. Didn't cover, but got the win. And, uh, yeah, it's not going well for the uh, Hawks now, a six-win team. They lost to the Knicks. Now they lost to Utah, back-to-back games. It's just not looking good here. Uh, Toronto, we told you, uh, you might have heard on the update, uh, they're, they're looking for players. If you guys want to hold a tryout, maybe Gabe morenzi will uh, head over and try out for him. No Siakam. Van Fleet already hurt. Now Gasol's got a hamstring. Uh, Norman Powell, who replaced Van Fleet, he's out. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess for the Raptors, who are 19-8. and 8, And they're taking on the Wizards tonight in Toronto. And you know what? Raptors, six-and-a-half-point favorite. Why do I mention that to you? Well, hopefully you'll be able to put two and two together and say, wow, six and a half against a Wizards team who, well, doesn't play defense, but man, can they score? Uh, Total is at 230 and a half. The Raptors again, let me go through that list. Siakam, Powell, Van Fleet, uh, Gasol, uh, half the team, half the starters, actually all the starters. Might want to take a look at the Wizards-Raptors here tonight. Throwing it your way. Celtics back in action tonight uh, as they get ready to go. 76ers-Mavericks tonight. Interesting game. and Bead versus Porzingis. The Miami Heat have already won. Uh, I, you see, this is going to be tough for me tonight because I got the Heat taking on the Knicks. Two teams that I uh, I enjoy rooting for. Two teams that I have made a, uh, a lot of money on so far this NBA season. Because the market uh, just has not adjusted to either. Uh, there's uh, still plenty of value on a seven-win Knicks team right now, guys, who will be getting double digits against the Miami Heat. Tough, man. It's just, it's tough. But the interesting part is Julius Randle uh, might very well uh, be switching teams here after this game tonight. There are some rumors. Maybe Randle uh, might be coming over to the Miami Heats. We'll see how that goes. But the Heat, Laying ten here tonight at home on the uh, against the Miami uh, the Miami Heat against the New York Knicks uh, Pelicans taking on the Warriors a game that uh, a five win team versus a seven win team how is that circle that tonight guys that's got to be must watch television and Portland uh, starting to come around now all of a sudden uh, in that top eight in the Western Conference taking on the Orlando Magic laying three and a half and don't sleep. On the Indiana Pacers, quietly 19 and nine on the season, taking on currently a very healthy for the first time this year Sacramento Kings team, who has surprised everybody. Uh, you know they've got the Aaron Fox back now. Bagley is there. Uh, Buddy Hill, Dave. They're 12 and five. They're getting four and a half. Uh, both the Pacers and the Kings, two teams you should not sleep on in the second half of the NBA season this year, guys. Two teams. You're going to be able to make some money on because, again, the markets are just not adjusting to how good they are. So that means opportunity for you guys, opportunity uh, for betters, and opportunities for us to be able to point them out and uh, and give you uh, the right side of a few plays in the NBA. So plenty of NBA action over the weekend. Do not forget, though, tonight. It is bowl season. We're going bowling here tonight as we open up in the Bahamas. Buffalo. You got to think Buffalo's like, so I leave Buffalo to go to the Bahamas, and now it's uh, it's gray, it's dark, it's windy, it's, uh, it's absolutely atrocious. I can't believe this is where I'm going for a bowl game. Uh, but, yes, they're going for a bowl game in the Bahamas, and the wind and the rain going to be a problem here. What do you do? What do you back? What is the line doing? What is what are the what are the books doing? We'll cover that for you. We'll get you set up here. We'll go bowling. We'll do that. Next on the grid, sportsgrid.com.
7: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Not going to lie, a little disturbed at that last spot there, but we are excited here on the grid. SportsGrid.com, just 11 days left till the end of 2019. We've got ourselves some opportunities, though. we got some opportunities to put a little extra uh, money in our pockets here, make some smart sports investing decisions before we usher in a new decade in the year 2020. And we'll do our best to, uh, to point you in the right direction here on The Grid, SportsGrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. Welcome in. It is the morning line. We've got a little gambling you coming up for you here regarding bowl season. It starts uh today in fact. We've got ourselves uh some bowl action. Yes, that's right. We've got ourselves some bowl action. 40 bowl games in total are going to be taking uh center stage and we always love that. Uh, anytime that we can get to uh this time of year, bowl tickets are just uh bowl games are so much fun because you've got Some teams that if you haven't bet on college football all year, this is a totally different animal. It's a different season. It's a different animal. Football bowl betting season is a lot of fun because it gives you an opportunity that if you did not follow college football this year and, you know, you're just starting to get into it and you're like, heck, why not? We got a college football playoff. Urgency is fun. Uh, it's, uh, it's always good to be able to give yourself a little buffer here and an opportunity to be able to catch up on some of these conferences, some of these matchups, some of these teams, there are a number of different things that you have to consider. But again, I think one of the things that stands out to me about the bowl season, and we'll talk about this. And it is a uh, it is a good time for a uh, I'll just do it now here. It's a good time for a uh, for a gambling you situation. Um, we are talking about the opportunity. To be able to profit on underdogs this year. That's right. Underdogs and underdogs and bowl season hit way more often than they do in the regular season, uh, which is why. The one thing that you may want to take a look at if you are going to dive into bowl games is that most times point spreads don't really matter in bowl season. Now, we've said this before in a lot of spots in the NFL where don't take it into consideration. You know, if you like a team getting two and a half points, just bet the money line. This don't, you know, scores, uh, you know, spreads under six and a half, under a touchdown. Oftentimes, if you're going to back the underdog, just take them on the money line. Uh, Well, I can tell you this in college, the variance is way more than anything in football in the national football league. So it's a little bit different come bowl season for college football, but consider this guys point spreads come into play in about one in seven bowl games. Okay. Over the years, this is uh, you know we got a lot of data here. This isn't just over the last two years. Point spreads come into play about one in every seven during the regular season of college football. Point spreads come in one in four. That's a big swing. That's a big difference. So if I know that one out of every seven bowl games, the point spreads aren't going to matter. I'm going to take advantage of that. I'm also going to take advantage of it because simply. During the regular season, favorites, right, Uh, um, underdogs, rather, cover about 26% of the time. So during the 13 weeks, 14 weeks here of the uh, college football regular season, I can count on underdogs covering covering 26% of the time. During bowl season, yeah, that number shoots up to 38% of the time. So it's by far more profitable to back underdogs to get the cover during bowl season than it is during the regular season. Now, it's not. I'm not saying go out and uh, blindly bet every underdog. What I am saying is, though, there is a much better opportunity to go ahead and back underdogs during the bowl season, there is a good shot that these underdogs will cover and profit, and heck, even money line underdogs. In fact, taking a look at the money line underdogs, every bowl game since 2005, if you were to have blindly bet bowl underdogs on the money line, you'd be up over 44 units, meaning a hundred dollar better, you'd be up over 4,400 dollars since two thousand and five, simply by blindly betting every dog money line underdog during the bowl season. So it is profitable, guys. That's what we're telling you is that underdogs spreads don't often they don't often matter here during the bowl season. So don't look at a game and don't look at any of these games here come the uh, bowl season and be put off by a number because you think the number, you might like the underdog, uh, but you wish it was more points. If you like an underdog, bet the damn underdog. Take them on the money line. Give yourself a better opportunity to profit. And when you look at the games here that you've got going on tonight, uh, in fact, in uh, in the Bahamas, uh, the Bahamas Bowl, for instance, where Buffalo's getting ready to take on Charlotte, a game in which Charlotte will be attending their first bowl game. And this was a uh, this was, of course, another statistic that we gave you this week. Teams, programs entering their first bowl game, their first. Woo, we're on a, We made a bowl. Ooh, doesn't go very well for him, guys. Teams that uh, have yet to win their first bowl game, but have been there, like Buffalo, who I thought was going to win last year, but they have not. Those teams, yep, they're pretty motivated. No matter what the bowl. Those teams are pretty motivated to go. And that's what you've got here. You've got Charlotte making their first ever FBS postseason appearance, while Buffalo kind of been there, kinda done that, but they have not been able to get the job done. Now, last year they lost in the Dollar General Bowl to Troy forty two to thirty two. Really thought they were gonna go ahead and get off the Schneid and get that first bowl game win. They did not. However, they have an opportunity to head to the Bahamas now even though the weather is not going to be great. And they are saying that we're talking up to 40-mile-per-hour gusts at this game here. Uh, They're saying it could be one of the windiest games in college football history right now. So they are uh, 29-mile-per-hour winds, up to 40-mile-per-hour winds. The weather is not going to be good. There are, however, and I can't believe i got to say this, but it's true – There are no notable players that are sitting out in this game. So neither team has got these offensive linemen, defensive linemen, maybe not household names, guys that might impact the game who are like, I'm going to the draft, I'm done. Everybody's playing. However, Charlotte's top two defensive players, top two tacklers, they are both questionable right now because they are a little banged up there and they got banged up in their last game of the season. So who do we like? Well, given what we've told you about, of course, being Charlotte's first bowl game, that's a strike against them. The other problem here is strength versus strength, right? The strength of the Charlotte team, okay, is their pass rush. They're very good against uh, they're very good against passing teams. Uh, they can go and get after the quarterback. Uh, the bad news is Buffalo doesn't pass. Buffalo runs the ball, and they run it better than just about anybody in the country, guys. They are huge huge uh, opportunistic running team. They can drop 250, 280 yards on the ground on you, and no problem. As good as they are rushing the passer, Charlotte, they are abysmal against the run. So this is not a good matchup there. This is something that favors Buffalo big time in this game. You mix in the fact that There's going to be 40-mile-per-hour wins in this game. There is nobody throwing the ball in this game. Nobody. Uh, So that means it's going to be run versus run. They have one of the better offensive lines, that being the Buffalo Bulls in this game. Um, They also are darn good. They're top 30 against the run, the defensive front of the Buffalo Bills. Very good, very stout up against the run. So why I love this number under a touchdown, which is where it's been most of the day. Six and a half, I'm seeing. Um, I do love them under a touchdown. The weather is going to be a factor, but it's not going to prohibit Buffalo from doing what they probably would have done anyway. They are getting a bunch of the. Uh, they are getting a bunch of the the love here, certainly from the betting public. I think 82% of the bets have laid the six and a half points. The line opened up at four and a half. It's already been pushed up to six and a half. However, there are a significant portion of bettors. Only 18% of the bets are on Charlotte. But you know what? That represents 31% of the money. So that means the bigger bets are coming in on Charlotte, which is probably why this number hasn't ballooned to eight You know, seven and a half, eight at this point. So keep in mind on that, but keep an eye on the weather. The weather is going to be the big part here. This is a two o'clock Eastern time start today, two o'clock in the afternoon. The Buffalo Bulls lay in six and a half. Total has dropped from 57 and a half to now 51 in a lot of places. So I happen to be backing. The Buffalo Bulls in this one. I think they will get the job done. I think they will do it rather easily. It's a little pricey on the money line. You're going to have to lay uh, two to one there. You're going to have to lay two bucks. But I do think that Buffalo wins this game. I do think they'll also win it rather easily. And I would uh, I'm not sure about the total, guys, because the total to me has kind of been an overreaction to the weather especially given the fact that Buffalo is not going to throw the ball anyway. They were always going to attack them in the trenches. They will win the trenches battle in this game, which is why I believe Buffalo will win this game, and in all likelihood, by double digits, as far as I am concerned. So, Buffalo, to me, would be the play to go. If this gets crazy and the line goes to 7.5 or 8 or something along those lines, Take a look at what the numbers are. Take a look at what the weather is. Uh, I can tell you this. uh, MAC teams in this particular uh, – well, MAC teams not named Buffalo uh, all year long have pretty much dominated on the ground uh, in games like this. So taking on a Charlotte team, first-timers. It's their big advantage, guys. They are going to take advantage. Unfortunately, the weather hasn't really been great since these kids have been there, which means not a lot of fun in the sun, not a whole lot of, uh, let's say, opportunities to get distracted for Charlotte. But I would definitely anticipate that uh, Buffalo, a lot of those kids on the Buffalo team were there last year in that loss to Troy. They realized the program has never won a bowl game They're going to bring it here today. So I do think Buffalo is the right side to be on. The other game, the late night game, we'll dive into this. The Frisco Bowl, Kent State taking on uh, Utah State. Uh, We told you, of course, the marijuana gate uh, there going on between the uh, quarterback of Utah State, uh, along with their running back and wide receiver. Uh, All is not an issue. They will play. They will start. Uh, That is not a problem. Uh, Gerald Bright is the uh, leading rusher for the team. He was part of that, uh, got cited for the marijuana uh, possession or use or whatever it was there. Uh, Jordan Love, the quarterback who is getting ready for the NFL draft, he's got an ax to grind here. Uh, Kent State, I will tell you, is a live dog. The Golden Flashes. Love them in this game. Absolutely love the game. By the way, it's their first bowl game since 2012, Penn State. I do like them here. I think that uh, anytime you have a quarterback named Crum, you have an opportunity to win. We'll talk more about this coming up. We look to make it rain here on the grid. Good luck this weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday.
0: DailyRoto.com
7: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I overslept. Look, I need your help. Here's what you missed on the morning
6: line. Go! You gotta win with defense. You can have some scorers, and we've seen this. And I think that goes overshadowed with Golden State. So much had been made about uh so much had been made about, oh, yeah, Steph Curry and Duran, these guys can score. Yeah, they can score, but Golden State didn't win because they could score. Golden State won because they just shut you down uh at the end of the day. Defensively, they were ferocious. Watching this game last night and watching Milwaukee, same kind of intensity unbelievable and then you couple in the fact that this guy is now dropping 30 foot three-point shots and hitting nothing but the bottom of the net it, it, if this is what the future looks like for the greek freak guys uh the nba is in trouble the nba is absolutely in trouble if he's going to be able to expand his range and consistently hit 36, 35, 36% uh, of these types of three-point shots that he was doing because mostly what teams have done is they've realized, all right, he's got no range, he can't shoot. So if he can't shoot, what they do is they just give him all the room that they want, they back it up, they clog the lanes, they make it impossible for him to drive to the net. Well, now what are you going to do? Because you can't leave him out there. If he starts actually adding this into his game, guys, he's he is unguardable then unguardable at any particular point in the game uh this guy is uh embrace it guys embrace it because the milwaukee bucks are coming and yes it was one game but they've been doing this all damn season long in fact he even took the crown last night that's right one point in that game uh he uh he did himself a solid there and simply took the crown off lebron's head and put it on his own uh Air crown, but he did it last night, and deservedly so. Guy's an absolute beast. This team is very good, and they didn't even have their number two option, Bledsoe, available to him last night because he is hurt. So, uh, Milwaukee, great defensive team. They held L.A. to, what, 17 points in the first quarter? 17 points, the Lakers. Uh, And, again, you got AD dropping 34. You got LeBron triple-double. Didn't make a difference. Uh, They forced... 18 turnovers in that game against the Lakers. They forced 18. Uh, LA only shot 34% from deep. LeBron James was 8 of 19 from the floor. Anthony Davis was only 11 of 25. Now, why they did get their numbers, their points, it wasn't because they were efficient. It was because they were down so much. All they kept doing was shooting. Those two guys just kept shooting and trying to bring them back into the game. They've got no bench help. And that seems to be the biggest problem. If defense wins championships, and I think we all agree, you gotta, you gotta play defense. Yeah, the uh the Bucks are no joke.
0: What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. Ho-
2: to start listening.